0: Welcome to another episode of Viatorian Voices, Conversations on the Way. This is Pre-Associate Dan Masterton, and I'll be your host for these episodes in the Boulder Dreams series for ministerial formation. Today we focus on high school campus ministry. Our guests for this topic are Dr. Chris Miller and Elliot Gualtier. Chris is a theology teacher at De La Salle High School in San Francisco, California, and his doctoral research focused on effective Kairos retreats and teen faith formation, Elliot is Dean of Mission and Ministry at Fairfield Prep in Connecticut. Together they co-moderate a Facebook group for theology teachers and campus ministers that's sponsored by the National Federation for Catholic Youth Ministry and is building connections to the Catholic Campus Ministry Association. In addition to their own work, experience with young people, and expertise, they strive through this group to serve peers through ongoing peer sharing and professional development nationwide. To start, we talked about how, while people have a sense of what the purposes of academics, extracurriculars, and athletics are in high schools, that people might not have as clear an understanding of campus ministry. So I asked them, what is the purpose of campus ministry? You'll hear first from Elliot, followed by Chris. Enjoy the conversation.
1: I, you know, I've been at this a while and I, I, I think over the years that I've been involved with, with ministry with young people, I really see uh, my role as minister to meet students where they're at in their faith lives. I I think I'm not trying to impose my, my ideal, you know, idea of what faith is or what spirituality is, but I really allow, you know, it's really allowing uh, students to kind of voice where they're at, what are their needs really? It's really making sure that I engage with them, and dialogue, they're so I think over scheduled nowadays, and over whatever it may be, you know, whether it's you know academics, certainly athletics. I think for us in ministry, it's really being that lifeline for them when things are you know weighing them down or weighing heavy on their hearts. And I, and I just really try to meet them where they're at with regard to their faith lives, and really trying to be very engaging in terms of di- dialogue and. Um, you know, seeing what they, their needs are, really just being very open with them and not trying to guess what they need, but really asking them what they need. And I think, you know, what are their needs and what are their desires? And, you know, where does God fit in? And so that's really my job.
2: You know, I concur with everything Elliot says. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he brings up some great points Great comments, great points. The uh, school I work at, uh, De La Salle High School in the San Francisco Bay Area, is well known for their sports program, particularly football, but uh, vast majority of the students also play sports. you I know, mean, one of the characteristics of Catholic education is educating the whole child. And um, one of the things that I think uh, campus ministry uh, is able to do is to uh, really work on the heart piece. You know, we the head and the heart, uh, I think, and the body, of course, but you know, through academics and extracurriculars can really uh, impact and, and uh, support the, the, the head. Um, but I think the campus ministry through retreats, liturgies, immersion trips, service programs you know, can really have a, a great uh, ability to form the young people. I, I like the kind of the term you know, or the phrase form, inform and transform young people. And I think it's through that campus ministry that were activities that were able to help young people transform into, yeah. you know, men uh, and women uh, of, uh, that are dedicated to um, to their faith lives and, you know, recognize God's presence in, in all that they do.
1: What I've also seen is, you know, where maybe parishes are lacking, you know, youth programming and youth ministry, you know, you know, ministering to our young people and, and, I see ministry as a, you know, really, it's really providing them with that faith experience that may be lacking at home, uh, maybe lacking in their own parishes. And we have a real, I think, real golden opportunity to catechize, you know, to, to evangelize, but also to really provide some very meaningful experiences.
0: Yeah, I think you're right that we're not exactly sure what parishes are able to provide or if families are continuing to make a steady commitment to parishes. But we know that the five days a week students come onto our campuses, that there's a lot we can do with them and for them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a point well taken and how faith life tends to go right now. When you think of your faculty and staff and administration, I think one interesting dynamic is that whereas a campus minister might not be expected to go into a math classroom and teach a lesson on algebra or go into a chem lab and do a full-on demonstration with chemical reactions, you do hope that a math teacher or a chem teacher could lead a service immersion or give a talk on a retreat um, or just be a companion in faith uh, to a young person. So what do you think about that dynamic? How do you think faculty, staff, administration, anyone really working in a Catholic high school on campus has to be a part of campus ministry and has to see themselves? As a campus minister, about you first, Chris.
2: To me, all individuals, uh, all faculty and staff, are campus ministers. Right? They may not have that um, by title, um, but uh, are working and uh, with young people, and or ought to be, I should should say, uh, engaged with uh, with the spiritual and faith lives of young people. Um, so, I think, uh, in addition to the dedicated ministry staff, I think it's important. For um, uh, faculty and staff members at a at a Catholic high school to really uh, inc- uh, be engaged in, in some level, I know you know a number of schools uh, offer a retreat program, uh, particularly at the junior senior level, uh, Kairos or you know some derivative of that Mayus retreat or a, um, a Christian awakening. Uh, kind of all in the same genre and i think it's important for you know adults and uh, faculty and staff to be able to go on you know the the retreats and see uh have other uh, have the students see the other side of the hum- human side sometimes i think you know teachers can be or or coaches I mean, even particularly administrators can be seen as um you know kind of <laughs> often ivory tower type of thing and i think it's important you know, to for you know, adults on campus to be able to, you know, show their human side and I think a retreats are a great way of doing that engaging in service trips, uh, going, you know, on, on immersion programs, uh, I think can be an important area. Uh, I think at the same time it needs to be a balance uh, in between, you know, between uh, ministry and other parts, uh, you know, of, of the school. Uh, I've done a, a good amount of work of, of research, and particularly within the Jesuits, actually the Jesuit schools. Uh, sometimes there can be a bit of a challenge between trying to um, make sure that there is uh, time for retreats, but not and, and immersion programs, but not too much, you know, out of classroom time, because you know, uh, fundamentally schools are also, you know, academic institutions. So I think there needs to be that balance. There was one school uh, where there were uh, at some point there were something like I think uh, they had 22 different unique retreats per year, and students were out you know all the time, and there was a lot of uh, resentment from the faculty you know uh, from academic uh, teachers about uh, how many how much class time students were missing. So it needs to be that balance between you know between ministry efforts and, and academics and athletics.
1: You know, this idea that we're all ministers, uh, we are all engaged in this, you know, it's not Elliot's ministry, it's not Chris's ministry, it's not a single person's ministry, it's called campus ministry or mission and ministry for a reason, and I think it 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 implies that it's a communal effort. And in my current role as dean of mission, you know, I oversee the adult uh, faith formation. One of my key roles and key jobs is, is building up uh, or trying to form adults in leadership roles. Uh, I remember the president at the time had in, implored me to you know, develop relationships with the faculty and staff, you know, to try to incorporate more folks into the ministry effort here um, on campus, and felt I was in a unique position as a layman to do that. And I've really seen the buy-in increase over the years. The level of desire on the part of faculty and staff to want to participate in these activities has grown exponentially over the years. And I think a lot has to do with the fact of who we're hiring. Uh, I think our president uh, and principal have done a great job in hiring for mission. I think that's that's been a big help. For me, I've always looked at ministry as a team effort and that we're not just doing this all in silos and doing this all on our own. Um, But I do echo, you know, Chris's, you know, that balance, striking that balance. And, you know, it it really takes an effort, you know, because we're pulling adults out of the building too, for all these experiences and making sure that we're not taxing the rest of the community when these groups are going out. So it's really working with the principal kind of, you know, pace of the schedule, right? So, making sure that we're not doing multiple events on a given week. And, you know, we're not, we're not pulling out 10 faculty members, you know, and trying to, you know, trying to, you know, cushion that with maybe administrators or staff. So thinking of how this, this kind of tapestry and landscape builds up, you know,
0: a basic campus ministry program tries to have some solid offerings with prayer and liturgy service and justice and retreats. So if you're a school that kind of has those three areas, up and running and in decent shape. What's like one thing that each of you would consider like encouraging a campus minister or a school mission and ministry staff to kind of grow into, or, you know, like a little bit of a aspirational thing.
1: I think back when I first started uh, back at, you know, Preston High School back in the late nineties, which was an all girls Catholic school in the Bronx. And I remembered I was just coming from a parish. So I had done two years of ministry prior to that. For me, I, I I did a lot of watching, a lot of listening. I wasn't afraid to make mistakes, uh, but I stuck with what I knew best, at least initially. And I I I knew retreats best, you know. As I grew in my role at 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 Preston, you know, in developing the campus ministry program there, and I was also teaching at the time, so that was another dynamic there too. Is you know, I, I think everybody has their different models, right? Some some of us in ministry are are teaching and doing ministry. Some of us are full-time and, you know, and that sort of thing. So what I would say to somebody just starting out or just growing, you know, getting started, maybe, uh, you know, maybe are a year or two in is certainly you want to do a lot, a lot of, a lot of listening, a lot of, you know, try, try to absorb as much as you can, you know, do what you do best. And where do I need to grow? And so for me, it was liturgy. So I did a lot of, I made sure, like I, I tapped into people that uh, in the field that were were maybe more of an expert than me. You know, look to others for help and guidance, and it may have, may require you to go outside of you know this you know immediate community, and really don't be afraid to ask for help. And and even now, you know, twenty five years in, I'm still learning things, still asking for advice, still you know, trying to to absorb as much as I can. And I that's why I always feel like I, I need to give back, right? You know, so many people help me along the way, and I need to give back. That yeah. desire to be a
0: resource for those who are coming after you, I think is, in some areas of the church can be an overlooked value. And if we can do that for one another, especially for our younger ministers, then we're just keeping positive momentum and grace flowing. And People don't feel like that to start from scratch and be a one man or woman show. And that's healthy. Chris, what would you say?
2: Yeah, I would like to echo, you know, everything that Elliot said. I think it's important to really, you know, lean in on both your skills, but also, uh, you know, explore what, uh, where you can grow as a, as a professional minister, you know, for, for me and there's probably no surprise here. I, retreat ministry has been an area of, of love for me. And, you know, I, I enjoyed collaborating with you, Dan, on, uh, developing those, um, you know, two uh, uh, books through NCEA on retreat ministry—one that, that you that you wrote, and one that that I wrote. Um, one of the things that I uh, am really a big believer in is uh, looking at uh, retreat ministry at a at a high school that builds upon each other every year, where the retreats build upon each other. And in, in my travels across the country, I would discover a school that would have an incredible sophomore retreat or incredible junior retreat but uh, a lot of schools have not uh, really taken a look at, okay, well, really creating a four-year retreat program that starts you know, in freshman year and goes to senior year. One of the things that I have explored in, in, in my research and in this area is um, some guiding questions as uh, at a typical you know, four year uh, high school, for example, uh, who am I in relation to dot, dot, dot. So freshman year developing a retreat, who am I in relation to my community as students are at a new school or sophomore year, who am I in relation to my family, friend, friends, and peers focusing on God, uh, junior year focusing on um, who am I in relation to my family, friends, and peers on Jesus, the Christological element, and then senior year who am I in relation to my larger world. So movement from who am I to my local community to who am I in the broader world, uh, and so that would be an area where I um, really would encourage schools, you know, to take a look at, you know, developing a retreat program that is going to build upon it, itself. Uh, The next area of focus that I'm I'm beginning to explore uh, right now, and hopefully this will end in a dissertation on the topic because I already have one of those, but but, uh, all joking aside, is looking at service and justice. And I think uh, that is an area where there's a school, a high school uh, in in my community, actually, where they have um, 12 immersion programs a year. Six of them are co-curricular and six of them are curricular. Uh, and what I mean by that, uh, or extracurricular I should say, what I mean by that on the co-curricular component, uh, it is a a class where students will actually take a a semester learning about a particular area, so for example uh, Latin America, and uh, so there will be an opportunity for students to learn about some of the uh, theological approaches that we see, liberation theology for example, and then we'll go down to uh, Latin America and um, they actually visit uh, during spring, winter or spring break uh, and then come and fall, finish up the year in that course, kind of recapping you know, what they learned. I really think that's a really incredible kind of model where it incorporates the, the immersion and service programs. So that would be an area that, that I would encourage high schools to look at, you know, is, is in addition
0: to kind of the one-offs where... So one last question I've been asking everybody that we talked to for this series. Uh, The Viatorian community is committed to walking with young people and underserved people. And that accompaniment is really central to what we do. So I'm asking everyone who's speaking to us from kind of outside our institutions, what advice or insight do you have for Viatorians and our colleagues and collaborators who are striving to be good companions of young people and young adults today? What would you want them to hear or know from your experience?
2: I'll start on this one. Uh, I would say... uh most importantly, listen, uh, listen, listen, listen. I think sometimes as adults, we do way too much talking. Uh, I'm I'm coming off of a, a two week uh, class at Boston College in spiritual direction. And I would say, you know, n- number one is, is listen and be present and accompaniment company is such a, you know, a loaded word, but I think at, at the end of the day, it really is what we need to be doing, you know, for, for with our young people is kind of the Emmaus story is, is walking alongside, uh, young people helping them to uh, explore their identity uh, and their relationship with, with God.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would echo that wholeheartedly. I think one of the things we've we've really strived for. And, you know, as a spiritual director, one of the terms we have in our formation was one of the main things that we learned was this idea of holy listening, meaning we, we just, we listen and really don't not necessarily respond right away, but really take what the person is saying. And what do you notice? What are you noticing in these conversations that you are having these holy conversations and really are, you know, our idea is, you know, to have spiritual conversation. So we, we listen with the intent of not responding right away, but absorbing what the other is saying and then walking with that person, right. Or walking with the other. Um, So we talk about being companions in mission. And I think, you know, regardless of our, or, you know, what order we work for or work with, uh, so whether it's the Jesuits, the Viatorians, or the De La Salle, you know, whatever it might be, you know, we're, we're all working towards, I, I think in the end, we're all working towards the, the same goals.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. Folks who would like to reach out can email Chris at MillerCH at DLSHS.org or email Elliot at EGualtier at FairfieldPrep.org. Their emails are also listed in the show notes and the show notes include a link to the Facebook group they co-moderate. Our thanks to Chris and Elliot for sharing their insights and our prayers for their continued ministries with young people. To learn more about the Viatorians or invite vocational accompaniment, email us at vocations@viatorians.com, or DM us on social media at ViatorianUSA. On behalf of Brother Peter and the Viatorian community, I'm Pre-Associate Dan Masterton. Venerable Louis Kerbs, inspire us. St. Bider, pray for us. Adored and loved be Jesus.